0: You are listening to the QSR Web Podcast, Episode 2. At the Restaurant Franchising and Innovation Summit, executives from leading brands will share their success stories of the numerous ways they have innovated to grow their franchises. Attendees will gain insight and inspiration to help them be more progressive in every facet of their businesses. Register today at franchisinginnovation.com. Hello. And welcome to the QSR Web podcast, where we bring you a carefully curated selection of some of the developments across the restaurant limited service categories. I'm Shelley Whitehead, editor of QSR Web and Pizza Marketplace, and delighted you're listening in for today's feature interview with Urban Bricks founder Sammy Aldeep, Coming up, first though, we begin today with the modern version of a crystal ball aka big data and analytics That's casual managing editor shara kansler connected with data wizards at EuroMonitor recently to get a view into the future of the restaurant game and what lifestyle trends will really make brands particularly attractive to current and potential customers welcome shara Harriet, Hello, thanks today. for having me. My pleasure. Please first tell us why Euro Monitor undertook this research into new food service concepts and why restaurant operators might need to know about these findings.
1: Right, well, I think, you know, it's the... It's the end of the year, and we're always gearing up for our new predictions at this time of the year, and, you know, restaurants always um, need to know what's out there and what their customers are demanding so they can be competitive to deliver those needs. So you
0: identified four trends and discussed them in the first part of your series on this research, beginning with the demand for restaurants today to truly fulfill a clean and green living promise. What exactly does that mean on a restaurant management level?
1: Right. Well, I think we've seen this trend uh, growing for the past several years. Customers really wanting to eat healthful, but they are focusing more on clean eating, where they're not having you know the extra artificial flavors and additives. And restaurants are trying to meet those demands by also giving them you know more transparent information customers especially millennials and even younger customers want to know where the food has been grown you know they want to know that the farmer down the road supplied the lettuce to their salad so a lot of restaurants are looking into that and we talked to one restaurant in particular be good who is based in boston they actually started their own farm just a couple years ago it's called hannah farm and they grow a variety of produce that they use in their restaurant but they also um, you know donate some nonprofit organizations as well so it's all about that combination of giving back to their communities and also providing their customers with the health healthful foods that they want
0: that's so that's invigorating to hear about. Um, now, I think your amount of monitor found out some pretty unusual things about how an increasing number of restaurant customers are dining these days. Is this the dawning of the solo dining trend?
1: I think that might be a, a fun way to look at it. Um, there's just a lot of younger people who are working, you know, they're in an office environment, they're wanting to eat quickly and they're just, they're looking at, you know, their lunch as more of, I need to meet my hunger needs, not necessarily just a social thing. So they're not afraid to eat alone. Restaurants are going to change their, you know, their format to, ch- to focus on that. One restaurant that we chatted with was Sweetie Pop and they are based in India and their focus is delivering single portion meals to customers. So a customer might be working and they can, you know, call up or just online order food, and then within 30 minutes it'll be there, and it's a healthy small portion for them to enjoy.
0: Mm, maybe they'll also start having like crossword puzzles embedded into tabletops for solo dining. <laughs> um, this this next trend in your story sounds like it might actually be geared more toward groups of diners because. It sounds like restaurants really need to get their game on, as in gamification, but as it's described in your story, it's really gaming with kind of
1: a marketing purpose, isn't it? Yeah, so gamification is becoming very popular and a stat I just read, you know, predicted that gamification will hit $11 billion by 2020. And what that really is, is just the way for restaurants to engage with their customers. A couple of years ago launched an online gaming component where customers could go online or use through the app and they could play this game where they're crushing avocados and they win points. So it's just a, a fun, unique way to get customers connected. Uh, PETA Pit did the same thing earlier this year, and they allowed their customers to win, you know, prizes or discounts off. And so I think we'll see more of that. Virtual avocado crushing.
0: <laughs> I, I'm just looking forward to it. But less we come to the great burden of the modern age, which is that none of us have enough time anymore Um why did Euro monitor think this was a need that limited service
1: brands should address? Well, I think customers are in like you said, they're in a hurry. They just want their food. They want it now. They want it when they want it. You know, they want it they want it now. So More restaurants are going to be trying to deliver that frictionless experience where customers can order their food and pick them up or get it delivered as soon as possible. And there was this new restaurant in Dubai that is kind of taking that to another level. It's very interesting. It does not have a mobile app, which I found interesting because, you know, most restaurants are really going that way. But, you know, they're using it as a marketing tool. You sign up, you put in your info and your credit card number and everything on the website and then every single day they send you a menu like at 9 30 in the morning and then you respond back with what you want and then they deliver it to, right to your office or to your house and it's prepaid and everything so there's really is frictionless so I think we'll see more of that as well
0: wow they're making it awfully easy to eat it's not a good thing <laughs> for people like me <laughs> I want to thank you so much. This is just the beginning of the series, right?
1: Right. Um, This week, we will also have a focus on menu trends, and then we will be looking at more technology-based trends to to watch out for for 2019.
0: Ah, be reading. Thank you so much for dropping in. Thank you. It's really enlightening information for our audience. We'll return in a moment too with Sammy Aldi, at the pizza brand with the lime green oven front and center, Urban Bricks. Let's talk pizza, specifically Urban Bricks Pizza. Thanks to having Urban Bricks founder Sammy Aldeep here with us today. And wow, Sammy, this brand has really come a long way in a little time since its launch what, three years ago. You're up to 20-plus locations, and how many are in the works? We've got probably another
2: 12 in the works, opening up in the next six months or so. So, yeah, we're, we've been building a lot brick and fast. It's big growth. So, a lot
0: of people know this brand by, well, by its big egg-shaped lime green pizza ovens. And... But I, what I understand is that you've taken on pasta recently, and I wonder what was behind that move strategically for you all.
2: The pizza segment is very crowded. I would be a fool if I don't realize that and see the see the writing on the wall. We sat back and we said, how do we reach out more to more customers while we keep our menu simple? And the key is simple, right? So we got to be simple. Pizza simple. It's easy. It's it's fast. Um, how do, we, how do we use that to our advantage? Use the oven that we've gotten. Use what we have in the front of nothing but fresh toppings and fresh ingredients. And, and uh, utilize what we have without having to, A, break in, and B, change the model, right? And obviously the, 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 quick, the quick answer was, well, let's go ahead and sit down. Let's try to go ahead and do salads, right? You see a whole bunch of restaurants out there that's build your own salads. It's really, you see a whole bunch of build your own, period right? Uh, the new generation wants everything fast. They want everything fresh. They want to build their own. Nobody wants the super supreme or the boring Caesar salad, right? Everybody's got a twist. Everybody wants to do it uh, their way. Everybody wants to customize their lunch or their dinner. So uh, obviously, we've got that. We're an open kitchen concept. And um, we've decided to up our menu uh, just a notch and uh, start offering, offering salads, and pasta. So everything that goes on a pizza, from cherry tomatoes to cheese, green peppers, onion, mushrooms, will actually go on a salad. It'll go on a pasta, and it'll also go on a panini. So why not uh, expand our menu without really having to add any more skews? And that is the genius move that Sammy came up. Very simple. So how's we it going over? Go. Oh, it's doing fantastic. You know, with a with world that's very health conscious, um, salads is definitely taken off. We are we are we now cater to both uh, mom and dad. Right. So uh, Mm -hmm. somebody wants something light, uh, whether it's for lunch or they're simply on the diet.
0: Now, Sammy, as many readers of Pizza Marketplace in particular know from our past coverage, Urban Bricks has also got a reputation for having cool gadgets, but they all have purposes uh, like that hand sanitizing station and the bottom filling beer dispensers. How do those kinds of items work to really engage customers?
2: Well, the world we live in is all about entertainment. People eat with their eyes. People want to go ahead and check in on Facebook and other social media. That's what they want to do. They want to eat where it's cool. And uh, what we did is we uh, created a cool atmosphere, edgy. We want to show off our um, cool gadgets that we have in our in our uh, store, whether it's our uh, spinning pizza oven, right, or our <laughs> uh, hand washing station, which is probably Instagram's on our pizzas, um, or the uh, bottoms up beer machine right? So everything's got a purpose. The hand washing station is obviously a huge hit with the kids. Uh, I could see kids uh, wanting to go to Urban Bricks simply because we have the uh, cool hand washing station. I know my kids do, right? Um, and uh, the, the spinning, uh, rotating oven is there to ensure a good quality, consistent pizza. So our pizza is very consistent. No matter how, lo- how long the lines are, we're always pushing out the same, the same quality pizza each and every time. Right. And that's because our um, operations is monkey proof. Right. (laughs) Simply put, uh, (laughs) you simply put you put the pizza in, uh, in, wait for it for two rounds. Each round is literally 60 seconds. You pull it out and it's perfectly cooked each and every time, just like magic. Right. But yet it works as an entertainment for our long lines, and it acts as a pacifier for hungry consumers that are just, you know, watching their pasta getting baked, or, or somebody else's pasta getting baked, or panini cooking and rising inside an oven that's rotating. And then, of course, the Bottoms Up Beer Machine, which is a, a huge success for us. It's, it's a big factor in us selling more beer, and it's simply because it's very entertaining. I mean, our cups have a hole in the bottom of them. Right. And uh, they, they, they fell from the bottom. And I can't tell you how many times we get um, customers. They're like standing in line behind another Patriot that's that's gotten uh, that's ordered beer. And they're like, what just happened? You know what? You know what? No, you can't. You can't see it again. but You're going to have to buy it. right? So, so much beer simply for having to show the consumer experience it again. And you know, quickly they pull out their phones and they're Snapchatting it or, or, or they're, they're, they're putting it on Instagram or Facebook. You know, um, another thing about this bottoms up beer machine, not only that it helps me uh, sell and accelerate uh, uh, in, 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 in pizza sales or dining sales, but it's also helped sell franchises. Just I think two or three days ago, we got another franchise inquiry and uh, one of the questions we have on there is uh, why Urban Brick? And his response was Bottoms Up Beer Machine. Well, so tell me where where this brand is going. Big growth plans or what's your well, pace? We're going to be in Panama, the country, uh, next next quarter. Uh, we're planning to open up first quarter of 2009. We should also be opening up our Puerto Rico uh, location in probably first or second quarter of 2019. We get uh, franchise inquiries for uh, um, international countries all the time. We're in um, we're deep negotiations right now with, with people from India. Uh, we simply have a very fun concept. It's fun. Investors, are looking at it and saying, man, this could really work for us in, in, in our country. Very, um, again, very edgy, very American, right? <laughs> People love American products and American brands. They, Does it uh,
0: translate well to other cultures or have you had some speed bumps there? Or? Being,
2: being an ex-franchisee and somebody that was born and raised in Dubai, I think I have I have an advantage there about not really sticking in the box, and I, I, try to, I, I try to get out of the box and see what might uh, work in different geographics. You, you know, the, the conversation we have with Panama is, is, is different than what we're having in um, Oregon. What we're gonna have on the line over there is gonna be a lot more different than what we're gonna go ahead and have in Florida. So we're, we're open to not being boring. We're open to adapting to uh, the geographics and to uh, the population uh, and demographics. Uh, For each and every location. I got um, I got kosher meat where I need to have kosher meat. I got halal meat where I need to go ahead and have halal meat. And I got uh, urban bricks with a full bar where um, a full bar is needed. Right. Yes, we're 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 a franchise and we got to be very uniform. And we are, you know, all, all our stores are lime green right? They're all very edgy. We'll adapt. So yes, our conversations with international locations are, are completely different, right? We're not going to do, now that we're talking heavily with India, we're not, it's, it's more vegetarian. We're going to, we're going to focus more on our vegetarian and our salads, our build your own salads more than anything else over there. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's different. It's different. Interesting. I yeah. will be
0: watching. We will be watching. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank you for talking with us. Uh, I- wish we had more time to go on, but it keeps a sense of mystery going. and sure that the road is paved with gold. Maybe a few lime green tiles in there as well for uh, urban bricks. And I seriously do appreciate your coming in and talking to us today. Of
2: course. Thanks for having me.
0: That about wraps up today's podcast. And my sincere thanks for listening in. Please come back the next show when we'll talk to Auntie Ann's president, Heather Neary, about that long-time chance reincarnation for an increasingly snacky world. We look forward to talking with all of you then. Until then, have a great day.